Renegades. Check it out. I want to let you know something. Before I had a podcast, I so badly wanted a podcast, but my brain with all of its thinking thoughts was like, you don't know how to do that. And that sounds like a lot of work. Well, guess what? It wasn't once I found out about Anchor. Anchor allows for you to record your podcast. It's super easy. You just use their platform. They distribute it to all of your other platforms like Apple, Spotify, Stitch. And um, let me tell you, one thing I did learn, there's a lot of platforms out there and you do not want to sit around taking your time uploading your episodes one by one. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone. Right now, I'm recording this from my phone. Not to mention the tools like the music, like intro music and little sound effects. Like, how fun is that? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go now. If you're at least, if you've ever thought, I want a podcast, I'm telling you, it's really this e- easy. Anchor.fm. Go to the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm and make it happen. I did it. You can definitely do it. You are listening to Dressing Room Confessions, an intimate conversation about life in all of its glorious mess. Oh my God, that sounds so generic. Please. This is your host, Ashley Kelsch. Each week, we will be going behind the curtain and we will uncover to discover just what keeps all of us moving forward, even though we don't want to sometimes. Renegades, how in the world are you? Tell me, tell me, tell me everything I'm dying to know. Seriously, you know, the interesting thing about podcasting is that I'm over here talking to myself. I mean, not like in hopes that you're listening, but it's just me over here talking to myself. It's kind of bizarre. Um, that being said, did you know that you can send me messages via my anchor app? Yes. Which would be super rad. You can send me questions and comments. And of course you can send me all the love and praise in the world. Um, you cannot send me any mean commentary, constructive criticism, totally here for it. Rude input, not so much. I'm going to say that it's illegal to do that. It's like totally cyber bullying and I'm not here for it. I am here for you though. So I want you to head over to my app. It's anchor.fm forward slash dressing room confessions. And let me know what you've thought of the podcast so far. Oh, and while you're at it, can you just go give me all the stars on Apple podcasts and like some reviews, positive ones? Um, Cause you know, in order to spread the word, we have to spread our words. So aside from interesting, something that I've found to be difficult and kind of hard is, at least for me right now, because I'm in the beginning stages of just trying to write one damn podcast episode about dating so I can teach you guys some concepts and tools to use so you can survive your brain during the process and maybe thrive a little while doing it. But because my brain is like a dog in a park and I'm constantly like squirrel, 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 it's hard for me. (laughs) So I, I kind of, I was like, I have so much content that wants to pour out of my brain because I'm practicing it in all areas of my life that it was incredibly challenging for me to focus and hone in on a single message. And at first I felt like this episode was turning into a book on tape. I'm not even kidding. I was like, Jesus. Um, and then I would hit roadblocks, blah, blah, blah. So I was writing initially 
that I was stoked about my mindset around dating and that I felt like I was in this really clean space due to practicing boundaries and priorities for the first time in my life. And I do want to make note that like this whole boundary and priority thing, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cool. Um, not just in dating, but in all of my relationships, uh, it's way more than cool. It is beyond fucking cool what's happening in my life because I finally am practicing those. So I thought that I would write, because everyone you know, in the world, like like a lot of you who are single, we hear about boundaries and we're like, whatever. But when we're getting our fucking hearts and minds destroyed out on the streets in the process of dating, I thought, well, I'll teach you about boundaries and priorities and you can apply them there. Because I got your ears when we talk about sex and dating. You know I do. I know I do. Um, you can lie all you want about that. But I know you're listening. So... You know, I was like, oh, cool. My headspace is super clean. <clears throat> and I'm going to write about my, my past dating experiences and prove to you guys just how much better my choices are now compared to, you know, like, uh, like three months ago. Um, but in that process, I caught myself making like these snarky and, okay, well, I, I kind of thought it was really funny commentary about the people I've chosen to date along with a ton of self-deprecating stories that made me laugh, but mostly it just kept me, it kept me stopping from writing. Like I'm using the number 17 lately. So I'm just going to say like no less than 17 times that I stop writing and reread my quote unquote funny commentary about my dating life. And the truth was I did not like the way it sounded that not at all. I did not like the picture it was painting. And I was like, I kind of don't identify with these stories. Um, I had questions for myself, which then I was like, oh yeah, no, okay, you're going to throw yourself up on that self-coaching stand and you're going to ask yourself these questions. This is what that was like. Ashley, is it true that you decided consciously to stop being a ball-busting, unreachable, demanding, oftentimes bitchy woman whose sense of humor has been at the expense of others? Um, yes, but... And is it also true that you said you were ready to let go of needing to micromanage and control everyone around you because, quote, you do it as a way to avoid dealing with your own shit, end quote? Well, yes, but... And is it true that you decided on purpose to let the one who uses self-deprecation as a way to be self-critical while simultaneously laughing at her unworthy self die a death? Yes, but Your Honor, your witness... Ashley, word on the gram is that you've been practicing uh, what you refer to as heart chakra scrubbing and slaying. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Of course I can. I've been on this heart opening journey, Your Honor, and damn it if I'm not into it. But sometimes something comes over me. I know it's rooted in wanting to stay safe, and I'm working really hard to overcome all my self-doubt and insecurities that I can by practicing heart-opening exercises, meditating, you know, tapping into my feminine energy, staying open, trusting, loving myself. I've even Googled how to be emotionally open and like how to access feminine energy activities that might kind of help me. But sometimes I slip, and old me is clinging on for dear life because she really believes she's here to protect me. The witness can leave the stand. We here, the universe, find the defendant innocent in being human. We sentence the ego-social self a slow, loving, compassionate death. We don't see the need to rush it or make it painful. 
Let's all pause and take in a deep breath. And let's exhale. Can you hear that? That's a part of me dying, you guys. It is. Say a little prayer. Wash your chakras, renegades. It's not been easy over here. <laughs> I've actually named my, um, I have like, you know, I needed a name for this girl who, who does come out, who's a little bit judgy and bitchy sometimes and gets a real kick out of being an asshole. Uh, her name is Little M. She's slightly inspired by Puberty Monster from Big Mouth on Netflix. I'm not even going to lie because I can watch that and I'm like, oh my God, that is totally what that looks like and how that happens over here. So Little M, it's my middle initial, which I always make it little. Um, that's me when I'm being, you know, kind of, kind of crazy. Anyway, despite my conscious choice to not be this person, this little M, here I was writing about having a clean mind space around dating, like I fucking know. Renegades, I won't be the first to say this. Ignorance is definitely bliss. Probably bliss. Um, more than likely blissful. I'll also say this. Writing and rewriting this podcast episode sparked two things. One, a ton of coaching content and podcast episodes. So much poured out of me on paper about our belief systems, how to find validation and attention from anywhere else besides some dude pinging your phone, the expectations we place on people we date, our propensity to escape ourselves by, distract, by distracting ourselves with someone else. It's crazy. It's an endless supply of audio coming your way. Uh, second, it reminded me just how valuable the practice of thought downloads are and thought awareness is, which is something I'm no stranger to. I do a thought download every morning and I try to witness and observe my thoughts throughout the day. This work moves you from reacting and repeating the same behaviors and patterns that you've been operating from to responding and gaining control over yourself. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Being aware of your thoughts is the game changer. I actually learned yesterday and it totally fucking blew my mind um, that self-awareness is not a state of mind where you're like, oh, okay, I see my thoughts, I see my behavior, I know how I show up, this is who I am, I totally get it. But instead, it's being aware that those thoughts are not you. You are not your thoughts. And for me, it's like, oh my God. Yes, that voice inside our heads, like, which we, which is, I'm becoming more and more clear on like, I know that my thoughts are just sentences in my mind and I know that I have a choice and whether or not I want to believe them or not. But again, to separate, like to step it back even further, like I just thought that was being self-aware, but to really know that you are not those thoughts. And then you ask like, who am I? Oh God, so good. Anyway, um, the process unintentionally happened while I was writing this episode, this whole thought download and awareness and seeing what I was doing and how I was showing up. And I'm super stoked that I did because I caught myself and that means that the rewiring is happening in my brain. Shift happens, y'all. So today's episode is going to be about that. Thought management, mind hygiene, mental fitness, whatever you want to call it. You want to know about this skill, and I'm going to tell you why. Because your thoughts drive all of your feelings and actions creating your results. What does that even mean? 
Well, to sum it up superficially, it means this. It will not matter how tight you get your ass or how much money you have in the bank if you're not managing your thoughts slash mind. It will never be enough. If you aren't managing your thoughts, you will keep ending up where you started. Your brain is so damn efficient, like brushing your teeth without thinking, driving to get your kids or going to work, picking the same type of person and ending up in the same dead-end relationships, starting workout routines and then gaining all the weight back. This is why we think we are who we are and we can't change. Things always end up the same way. It's because your thinking hasn't changed. This is why we feel like life is out of our control, that it's just happening and we are along for the ride. This is because you're not consciously living, but instead operating from the subconscious and repeating patterns and behaviors. You aren't really stopping and observing your thoughts and witnessing how you repeatedly show up, which is totally understandable because no one has ever fucking taught us this. And I just want you to calm down if you're freaking out. I'm totally here. I've got you. We're going to fix this. Gaining awareness and managing your mind around your thoughts is a skill that can be learned. All it requires from you is practice, patience, compassion, and probably somewhat of a sense of humor. Developing the skill will move you from what the fuck is happening in my life to this is my life and I'm making it happen. You're going to take your thoughts and you're going to make them your bitch. And I'm not really kidding. You're going to start thinking on purpose and deliberately. Like I'm talking juicy, luxurious, sexy thoughts. Let's talk science and refresh for a minute. Interesting fact. Humans are the only animal that have the ability to think about the thoughts they are having. We can think about what we're thinking about. We can observe and witness our thoughts and get a different perspective. Sometimes this feels like a curse and others a blessing. It's happening to you right now. You're listening to me, thinking other thoughts, and then thinking thoughts about all that. Your brain thinks 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day. It's a combination of outside information, recycled belief systems, conditioned beliefs, social media, your own personal beliefs that you've developed over time, and a bunch of outside noise that you have no idea where it even came from. You think that just because you are thinking the thoughts that they are the facts of your life and that's just the way it is. Thoughts like, my mom never calls me back, what the hell? Christy's being overbearing, is she ever going to back off? I need to wire that money and transfer more to a different account. Relationships are hard. Why doesn't my wife ever want to have sex with me? I have so much work to do. Fuck, I forgot to turn the application for the new house. I should start eating better. Yoga is what I need to feel better. Maybe I'll be the first to reach out, not sitting around waiting for him to text. This weather sucks. What are we having for dinner? Nothing sounds good. I'm tired. Botox would make me look younger. Why can't I be more of an initiator? What's with everyone going to psychics for answers? My boss is so rude to us. I want a vacation. I really love the way my butt looks in these jeans today. Why is that guy not using his turn signal? Wine. Mm. No, not now, brain later. If you think about wine before lunch, you have a problem. God, remember that movie I smiled back? Where should I go on vacation? I need a break. You may be asking yourself, what's the big deal if I have all these thoughts? Especially if I'm not aware of them. Indubly, especially if I can't control them. Well, because some of these thoughts are like tiny little bombs just waiting to go off. I mean, I get it. They seem harmless and sure it's true. We'll never be able to shut off the thinking or stop the thoughts from coming in. So let's just ignore them or at least turn down the volume. The bottom line is this though. A majority of this background chatter is negative and it doesn't serve you whatsoever. And when I say a majority is negative, that is science. Like we are programmed in a survival state of mind. 
and what used to be thinking that would keep us safe to protect us from life or death is now doing the same thing, but about things like, is he going to call me back? And your brain literally goes into this, this is life or death survival mode. Um, <clears throat> that's not fun if you're not managing it. You can certainly go through life this way, not paying attention to what's going on in your mind, pretending that what I'm talking about is nonsensical. But if you're listening to this podcast, I think you want more from life, right? Or maybe you just feel like being entertained. Um, but I believe you're ready to take control and gain authority over your life. And you're overshaming yourself. You want to chase goals and you want to understand why you do what you do. You want to evolve. I feel you. I decided years ago that my life was not the way I wanted. I made a lot of changes on the outside to change it. Men, work, drinking, not drinking, house, cars, clothes, all of it. A few, few years later, still miserable. I read a journal entry I'd written three years ago about having awareness around my situation at the time in regards to my relationship and work. I knew everything that was wrong with those things. That's where my awareness was on those things, not my role in it, how they were fucking my life up. Today, I can tell you, I had zero awareness around my role and part in it. I thought I had no options and that my life sucked and that I sucked. My thoughts kept perpetuating those beliefs and my actions that followed created more suck. I now know that if I want to change my life, it starts with my thoughts. Our problems start and end with our thoughts. If you don't remember anything from this podcast, other than please give me five-star reviews, um, our problems start and end with our thoughts, which is great news because we can solve them on a mind level, right? Like if our problems are in our mind, then we can solve them on a mind level. This is why you want to reveal the thoughts. Look at them and decide what is true and what is not. Decide on purpose what thoughts you want to think. High brain thinking wants to have goals, wants to think on purpose. You can start doing this by practicing a simple and effective daily thought download. Every day, I fill out a page in my notebook. All the negative thoughts, without judgment, I dump them out of my brain and on paper. I look at them objectively. Thoughts are only sentences in the mind. Then I separate the facts from the thoughts. What's true here and what am I making up? Like an anthropologist from another planet or a foreigner who has no idea what anything in English means. I get super curious about these thoughts. What does that mean? How does it make me feel when I think that? Do I really believe that? I ask myself if I can believe the opposite. I get perspective. And I just, at a brief interruption, the background noise is Pablo and Peaches and they're being crazy and that's just the way it is. And if it's a problem, I cannot apologize for them. I cannot control them. That's just what they do. The thoughts that I don't believe, I delete. I do not put them back in my brain. The thoughts that I'm having a hard time not believing, I ask myself, so what? I work my way to the bottom of the story I'm telling myself. I look at how it makes me feel. I detail how I behave and act when I believe the thought. Lastly, I look at the results I produce and create believing the thought or thinking the thought. Afterwards, I ask myself if there's a different thought or feeling or result that I would rather create. I know that a new thought is always available to me when I'm ready, though, and I own whatever thoughts I'm having, regardless of positive or negative. There are some things in life that I will choose to not be happy over. Do you know how powerful that is, you guys, to choose to be sad or mad when something is happening versus thinking, I don't have a choice. There's no other choice but to feel this way. 
That's why we feel out of control. We truly believe that we don't have a choice in the matter, and that creates the internal struggle. So thought downloads can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. You're going to have a lot of thoughts that you didn't realize were there. You will question why you would think that and what that means about you. You will not like some of the thoughts. You will want to judge yourself. This is perfect. You are exactly where you should be. After you practice this for some time, your problems will start to reveal themselves to you. You will think that you have nailed the process. I know I did. I was like, oh, look at you. That thought's so cute. You're so silly thinking that way and doing that thing. Let's not do that anymore. Let's choose the opposite now. Yay me. I'm so evolved. I'm so woke. I'm so aware. <laughs> yeah. And then you start to dive into some deeper levels. And oh man, talk about a shit show. This is where I started like really clinging on, like legit. I was like, little M, little M, <laughs> don't go there. You're going to lose yourself. You're safe where you are. Things can get a little ugly. Again, no judgment, total compassion. I'm aware of the things that I've been telling myself that have created the story that everyone's wrong and I'm right and I'm a victim. I had no say, I've had no control, and what would everyone think if they knew, oh my god, I've got an idea, let's never tell anyone and shut the fuck up and be alone forever. Hence the original purpose of this podcast and having a clean mindset around dating. The story I'd have, I've had about myself in that department all these years is definitely one that is not loving and god, not even accountable not accountable for my choices in that. And I tell it using humor, but ultimately that was just driving home my unworthiness. And that has been my shtick for as long as I can remember. I thought this is who I was, but it's not. I have chosen to not be her anymore. Here's a thought that I've believed about myself for as long as I can remember. They all just want to fuck me, but not love me. And I could like kind of, you know, sprinkle a little sugar on it. Like, I'm like Sam from Sex in the City. And I would have a series of stories and jokes about myself where this would be the punchline. And it's all very funny. Okay, maybe it's not funny. And everyone feels really uncomfortable when I'm on this tangent. But just stay with me here. When I think the thought, I feel unwanted. And when I feel unwanted... I act cold and detached and unavailable in all of my relationships. And this creates a result. I am not emotionally available to you. I'm only fuckable. And ultimately, you won't want to be with me. I will be alone. Are you with me? I can step back from this thought now and see how it's a belief I've been operating from. I can witness it objectively. I can sit in the feelings and not dismiss. I'm not going to dismiss any of it. Lastly, I can choose to think and believe the opposite, and I'm ready. It took me some time, but I'm more than ready, and I no longer think this thought, let alone believe it. I don't want to be this woman. I've identified that, and I've created new thoughts to reprogram my brain. I'm creating new neural pathways by deciding on purpose how I want to think about myself. And I've been able to do this because I've created new thoughts to think on purpose, when I'm coaching my clients around choosing new thoughts, I tell them to think of it like shopping. We're going to try on thoughts like outfits, outfits we've never considered, outfits that we thought looked super rad on someone else, but we don't have the body for it, expensive outfits that seem outrageous, like latex skirts and leather boots and crop tops that cost all the dollars. I watch how uncomfortable they get with the idea of pretending to try on clothes 
they may never wear and then remind them, hey, it's just a game. This is just a way for you to practice thinking thoughts that are outside of your norm. I want you to practice finding some expensive thoughts and try them on. I want you to see yourself as this person who thinks this way. And I want you to repeat those thoughts throughout the day. You will know if you find the thoughts believable or not on the results you start creating in your life. Again, it's practice. It's not perfect. Some thoughts have been easier for me to adopt than others. Others have revealed deeper thoughts that I need to overcome. I'm here for it though. The other night I was consumed with all the thoughts about how hard I'm working to manage my emotions around my kids not needing me and a transition with changes in careers and having a new boyfriend. And my brain was like, how long is this going to last? When is it all going to click and the anxiety will go away and I'll move past this uncomfortableness? This is taking forever. When will I feel normal? My brain, being clever, replied, it's okay that you want to cry. Look at all of this. You're not normal. It's not easy for someone like you. You should be alone. You don't know how to be emotional. You're not made for all of this. You're broken. Things got real fucking quiet in my brain, you guys. Like everyone in my brain stopped talking and looked around to see if we were going to go there, you know, to the ugly crying. I'll be in my room after I tell everyone it's too much. I can't and prepare myself for a life alone. And then I started laughing at myself, legit laughing at myself. And like all the voices in my head laughed too. We were in it together. I was like, Bizzle, really? That's the thought you're going to choose? Yeah, no, okay? Of all the fucking thoughts you could choose to believe, you, come on, seriously. This is where you practice compassion, love, and kindness with yourself, y'all. Insert new thought. This is my favorite thought right now. Nothing has gone wrong here. Repeat, nothing has gone wrong here. This thought alone calms my nervous system. It's not a trick. It's 100% factual and it works every time. If you follow my social media, you may have heard about my son leaving for a 90-day expedition where we would have zero contact with him and he wouldn't with the outside world. You would think I was sending my son off to war. Literally, my nervous system was fever pitched with emotion and thoughts like, how am I supposed to not talk to this person, my baby, who I talk to every day for 90 days? There's no way. And what if? And this is a terrible idea. Who decided this? This is cruel. To separate a mother from her child? He needs me. Oh my God, I need him. This isn't natural. What if he's scared and he gets traumatized and comes back a heroin addict and then hates me forever? The emotion these thoughts produced was scared, fearful, sad, <laughs> devastated. And my brain and your brain doesn't know that it's not happening when you think this way. So it takes your body and your nervous system for the ride. That's what happens. If you think it, you produce the emotion that goes along with it. In this case, you know, just a little high stress and cortisol. When I sat down and wrote out the thoughts one by one, I was able to ask myself, what's the math and what's the drama? What's true and what's false? The only fact that I had was Nick is leaving for 90 days and I won't have contact with him. That's it. I asked myself, how do you want to feel about it? I wanted to feel at peace, happy, supportive, maybe make it less about me for once. So what thought would I need to think to feel this way? And here I was in the department store trying on all sorts of outfits to see what would work. This trip is amazing for him. How cool that he'll be like off the grid for 90 days. He will evolve. 
I'm the kind of mom that doesn't need to talk to her son or see him all the time. Yet none of them were working. Finally, I came to this thought. What a privilege it is for me that I love someone this much that the thought of not having them around hurts. This thought produces gratitude for me. And I really do believe that the experience of missing and loving someone this hard is a privilege. That I am so lucky to feel this way. That I get to experience this range of human emotions. I literally, like right now, like it, it moves me every time that I have the honor and the privilege to love to this capacity. This process with my son being gone also revealed that I'm totally codependent and have been parenting from fear and trauma, which is something else I've been addressing and reworking my thoughts on. Are you guys catching on? It's endless work. There's always more, but you have the choice to think whatever you want about what's happening in your life. They won't always be the good, luxurious, happy, positive thoughts that we think we're entitled to. No, but that would not be living the full human experience, would it? No, it wouldn't. You can't know happy without sad. It starts with awareness, you guys. You have to start paying attention to your thoughts. I want to end with a story that I heard Wayne Dyer tell. It's called Autobiography in Five Short Chapters, written by Portia Nelson. In case you don't recognize her name, she was the nun in Sound of Music, and I think that is the most relevant fact, aside from the fact that she wrote this, that we all need to know. <laughs> all right, it goes like this. Chapter one. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it isn't my fault. And it still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five. I walk down a different street. What chapter are you living in? I want you to step outside yourself and observe without judgment or attachment what your relationships in life look like. Are you still walking down the same street, falling in the same hole? Are you unclear as to how you got here or are your eyes starting to open? Who do you continue to choose to be in your life? What emotional patterns, habits, or behaviors are you repeating? Are you climbing your way out? Maybe you're walking around that hole. What is it you need to learn? Are you ready to take responsibility for the fact that you are where you are because of your choices? Start paying attention to the thoughts you have. You have the power to change the course. You are not a bystander in your life. You guys, we can move from what the fuck is happening in my life to this is happening. It's possible, but it starts with awareness around your thoughts. So start doing that tonight, today, this morning, whatever it is, wherever you are, it takes you five to 10 minutes. Start jotting down the negative thoughts in your head. Just dump out that bitch bag. Take a look at them as if they're not yours. They're sentences in your mind. Observe, witness, watch. That simple practice right there, legit, will free your mind. I'm so hooked on that, you guys. I can't stop with it. The free your mind and the rest will follow. I somehow want to incorporate 
all that music and all my podcasts, but I'm pretty sure there's some copyright infringement things that I'd have to go around figuring out. And quite frankly, I'm too busy figuring out how to write podcasts to talk to you. So that's that. And that's all I have for you this week. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to tell you that I love you because that's my new thing where I'm loving. And if I could give you a long extended hug, a consensual one, I totally would. Little M's like, oh my God, you're offering love and hugs. Shut the fuck up. Like we don't hug. We don't touch people. (laughs) Roll with it, my friends. All right. Until next week. Bye. That is a wrap with Dressing Room Confessions. Now listen up. I want to thank you for listening, but I have a favor, uh, just a tiny little favor. Head on over to the Anchor app, download that, and when you do so, send me a message. Super easy. You'll see it on the homepage of my um, podcast. What do I want to hear? Well, I want to hear if you have any questions about what we just talked about or if you have any input or if there's something that maybe you want to talk about on my podcast. That is right. Are you looking to have an intimate conversation? I'd be way into it. What I don't want to hear is any sort of like aggressive or angry or, you know, creepy input you may have. If that's the case, unsubscribe and move on. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.